Alright guys, here we go. Huge episode. It's the 400th episode of the Nordies Podcast. It's finally here. We've been talking about it for weeks and months. And we got lots of things to talk about. So much news, so much to talk about, so many shows and movies that you guys should watch. Here we go, Nordies Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Good, man. I'm great. How are you? I'm great because today is our action-packed 400th episode. 400. That's unbelievable. Of the Nordy's Podcast. So, a lot of golden output. That is. So we have a ton of stuff to get to today, so we're going to dive right into it. Um, but we're back. You guys were away for a week. We're back. And uh, in the meantime, we debuted our newest podcast, on the Nordy's Podcast Network. Yes. The Purple Rain Podcast. The Purple Pride Podcast. <laughs> PPP. I, I messed up my joke last week. Triple triple P. I called it Triple D instantly. Oh, okay. Because I was too busy trying to get my Guy Fieri joke set up. So, oh, yeah. I'm there you go. Triple that. P. We'll be back uh, later this week to talk some Vikings uh, for all of you big Vikings fans. Um, but... Before we dive into this 400th episode, and doesn't it sound crazy to say 400th episode? It's pretty crazy, but two a week, we've been at it for a while, so it happens. Yeah, so... Sometimes uh, three a week. Before, and there's no better day than today, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, Spotify, we're probably everywhere else at this point. Get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and Every week. Thank you in advance. Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend. It's funny. Sometimes I tell people to tell their friends and then they're like, dang, I should. That wouldn't be that hard for me to do that. Right. So please help us out this week. We just want to keep making a show uh, for free for you guys each and every week. That's all I want in general. Let's go. All right. We are drinking another fun beer. What do we have in this time, guys? Uh, we're in South. I'm trying to keep uh, Wild Mind in business. This is a paper mache dream balloon. Um, it's like a hazy, fruity, hazy pale ale. Yeah. It's and tasty. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super tasty. Love Wild Mind. Um, yeah. We got some Wild Mind this week, so it's going to be a fun week for beer. Go out, check them out if you haven't been down to South. Um, so here we go. We're going to hop in with all kinds of news today. Um, Talking do we care. We're going to start with the Batman. Dude, we get a lot. We get a lot from Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman. We're going to have to go quickly here, but the Batman dropped its first official trailer. Yeah, it was like a teaser, but it was like two and a half minutes, so we saw a lot. I loved this trailer. I thought it was incredible. Dude, they nailed it. They nailed the mood. There's a couple things that I'm hesitant on, but overall, it looks like dark and cool and kind of noir and just moody like batman is moody i think they did a good job of reading the room and understanding what dc should be about um maybe taking a page out of the the joker uh that came before um and maybe changing the direction of dc and i'm hoping that the movie is as good as this trailer looks because we got three villains we got patanasance bringing his best goth emo batman to the table that was 
that was something I noted as a little weird. And I mean, if you're going to nitpick the costumes, if that's like the biggest flaw in the trailer, then I think that's a a great step in the right direction. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I think it was more his makeup and styling that was a little weird. Like, even when he was just being Bruce Wayne out in the world, he had like that kind of straight parted goth look, like the middle part. Dude, is that ever going to be cool? I don't know, man. Uh, vampires have to be able to grow up to be something, too. That's true. It's just Edward Cullen. Just other bat stuff, bat-related <laughs> things. That's what he does. Also, um, as much as I'm all here for the Patanassance in its entirety, mm-hmm. um, Battenson is just too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Battenson is just perfect. That's, That's what we got. Awesome, but. I think he'll do a good job. He, he he didn't bulk up quite as much as I thought he was going to, so he's just going to look a little different. But I like this idea, cool. though, of like a young, new-to-it Batman. Yeah. I, I really like that. I think it's going to be cool. And in the same vein, like probably like new-to-it villains. Yeah. And you get to sort of build in that yeah. world with them. To me, you know, they always want to have a reason to limit. Like it creates drama, right? So like that's why they've been doing all these old Batman because you're like, all right, oh, he's older. He can't quite keep up. That's going to be a challenge for him. Well, here, he's going to have no problem physically, but he doesn't. He's going to be green, man. He's going to be inexperienced. He's going to make mistakes. I think that is more interesting drama than like, oh, fuck, I can't run as fast as I used to. Alfred, build me a new, or uh, I forget, the, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Build, build me a new suit. I need something lighter. Yeah. And he's, he's like, okay, we'll have it for you in a week. Yeah, like, yeah, know? yeah. That's just, so, I mean, for me, it's way more interesting to have him like maybe fumbling around a little bit. Flawed. Figuring yeah. out. Does he kill people? Does he not? Does he? What's what is his code? Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought the trailer uh, was a home run. So here's my complaint. Oh, my complaint is for DC in general. There, I have heard that this is not part of the DC universe. That this is a standalone, different universe Batman. Yeah. Same so. with a different universe Joker. Right. I, well, I don't know if Joker's going to be in it. No, no, no. But that other, the Joker movie uh, Joker, is I think supposed is, to also be removed from I believe this. that Joker is going to be in this, but a different Joker. Yeah. So these are removed from the DC, the, the DC universe. I right. don't want the Joker in this. Um, I don't think he needs it yet. I, I think so. I think the Joker will be part of the TV show okay. eventually. I think they may tease the Joker at the end, but we got three villains already between the Riddler, Catwoman, and Penguin. So I don't think adding a fourth into that mix is going to add to the movie so i think that they're getting the story from the famous comic graphic novel the long night okay and in the long night the main villain is just this um mob boss okay and falcone or whatever yeah someone someone like someone along those lines so it's like it's a mob boss is your main your main villain and he has like unleashed all of these villains all these famous batman villains from Arkham or whatever. And the whole thing is kind of Batman having to go around and collect them and get them back into Arkham. But like things are happening while he's distracted getting all of these. So it might be a cool way for them to give you little short looks at the villains in this series with the understanding that you're going to get more of them in future movies. Yeah, I think that's And so I think it's going to be kind of cool, cool if that's what they're going to do. So, And I think it's going to be, you know, it's supposed to be, hey, Batman's the greatest detective. So let's have this kind of be like a, a gritty private eye movie almost from like, you know, the 20s or something. Yeah. And he'll probably have to talk to these people just to solve his cases. So they, you might have a short conversation with, with the Penguin. We don't know. But it's just a good way to kind of mix people in without having to put all the focus on. Yeah. Spread it out too much. 
All right, so moving on. We all care about that a lot. Oh, yeah, it sounds that was like. huge. Um, Olivia Wilde to direct Spider-Woman. For Sony. You should probably add that. Because okay. it's like, eh, okay. I was almost excited. Yeah. Sony's doing, you know, they want to have their own Spider-Verse. So, um, yeah, I, okay. I'll just say, okay. I'm fine with I that. Need, I need to know more. Yeah. I don't trust Sony, though. No, exactly. I mean, these <laughs> are the, this is the people that brought you such hits as Venom. I mean, and the upcoming uh, Morbius with Jared Leto that looks really stupid. They're going to tie that in then. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. They're definitely, yeah. that's, they're, they're building this like, you know, rogues crew, rogues <sighs> gallery. I'd be way more interested if it was Spider-Pig. <laughs> hey, Spider-Pig, don't make fun of him. He was I'm, fantastic I'm not, in Spider-Verse. Loved Spider-Pig. All right. Um, do we care about that? I don't currently. I do. A little bit. It might be cool. A little bit. All right. Uh, next up, there is going to be a Flash movie from DC as well. Um, and it's going to have Batfleck, Ben right. Affleck returning. Yes. And Michael Keaton returning, both of them to bring back their roles as Batman in some kind of time travel DC movie. Okay, I'll say... Yeah, it's like a parallel universe deal. Let's just say it's got to be that. And I'm excited for Michael Keaton because mm-hmm. we're kind of having a katana sense, if you want to call it that, too. Like, he is still probably my favorite Batman. Yeah, he he's, he's great. Well, I yeah. mean, just as an actor in general, like yes. he's the lead as as uh, Green Goblin. Was it Green Goblin? Who? Vulture. No, Vulture. Vulture. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Vulture um, was awesome. Yeah. So I'd I'd like to see him uh, come back in here. But uh, as far as a Flash movie goes, I don't really care. I think it actually has some potential. Although Ezra Miller is like a psycho in real life. Really? You know, he, yeah. Did you see a video of him like knocking out some woman in outside of a bar in Amsterdam? No. He is a problem. Really? So I'm kind of surprised they didn't already recast him. Dude, he's just a straight, like, violent weirdo. What? Yes. He seems so cool and likable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Um, I don't care about this movie. I think it's going to suck. Okay. I'm, not going to see it. I'm not going to see it in the theaters. No. Uh, no. Well, no theaters. We'll see about that. I, wait. We're not seeing any movies in theaters. Um, I'm not None of this shit's coming out till yeah. like, way late next year. But shit, yeah. at this rate, who knows? Next up, Shazam! Fury of the Gods is coming out. So, Shazam 2? Yeah. Have you seen Shazam 1? No. Ryan? No. Dude! Did you like it? It's a, yes. It's on HBO. I've talked about it before. It's super fun, funny, I didn't good think action. Were, I didn't think Mark you were being serious. Oh, no. I'm very serious. Okay. I may watch it. Okay. Next <laughs> so up. So, I'm excited. Yes, I care. I don't care. I don't care. Next up, <laughs> Zack Snyder reveals that Justice League, the Snyder Cut, will come out in four one-hour-long parts, um, believed to be on HBO Max. Confirmed to be on HBO Max, but yeah. Um, Do you care about this? Yes. I care more knowing that we're getting a big movie, um, you know, a big studio movie, huge budget on HBO Max, fixing all the things that we hated about it, adding a bunch of extra content, and that it's coming out in the four parts makes me more excited. Well, I think that was mostly bullshit, what you just said, because this is a movie we have seen already. No. It doesn't... I, I mean, it's I, probably not going to be any better. I don't really see it... I mean, maybe it's going to be more cohesive, because it was... They didn't have to patch in all this, like, pretty shoddy Joss Whedon stuff. Like, most of, like, the goofy jokes and shit that didn't land at all in that horrible movie were added by Joss Whedon. I have this feeling that I'm not going to remember any of it. Uh, oh, What? Yeah. Don't remember that happening. As long as it's just not all about Superman being a psycho villain. Hmm. 
It probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, he's so unlikable. I'm like, of course they're trying to kill him. They should. Yeah. Shoot him up with kryptonite. This dude is a maniac. He's um, a problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I care. I will watch this. I think I will too. I mean, if it, like, <clears throat> like you were saying for our Lord of the Rings rewatch, like when you break it up in like hour chunks, it's much more digestible. And I think, um, You'll know right away whether you're going to think this is good, I think. I, I, I think you're going to watch the first one and be like, uh, yeah. or you're going to be like, that was actually pretty good. I, you're, I think you're going to, it's going to be pretty polarizing. You know, those movies usually fall apart in the second or third act, so I bet I get at least two hours into it before I'm like, this isn't any better. What am I doing? And then after you've watched that much, you might as well finish it. I'll, I'll watch the whole it's, thing. Two, it's two more hours. Guaranteed. Like, yeah. But yes, I care about this. I think I care. I, I do like the idea. I think I like the idea more that they're calling it like Warner Max Studios, where like Warners and HBO have like partnered to kind of do this cool thing as like a maybe a proof of concept or sort of a pilot of like, can we work with the studios to put more long form content on our platform? Yeah. And everybody kind of wins. So I, I, I'm interested in that more than I am really the Snyder Cut. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'll watch I, it. I care. Um, next up, Wonder Woman 1984. We get another trailer dropping. Um, why was this significant, and does it make you more excited to see it? Yeah, did you guys watch it? I did. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. Well, we got to see Cheetah, Kristen Wiig's Cheetah for the first time. She looks kind of cool and badass. I I don't see why her looking like a Cheetah is going to make her an equal match for Wonder Woman, but apparently she gets a lot of powers along with it. Um, They sort of attempted to explain why the fuck that trevor steve trevor chris pine right from mm-hmm. the first one he died man he blew up in a plane literally so he's dead killed like, himself was to pretty, take the bomb i think you even saw like the flames fucking wash over him it was like they're trying to leave it no question so then you got that guy from game of thrones what's remember him the red viper who's that actor pedro pascal pedro yeah. beautiful pedro pascal like saying i can give any you what you whatever you want so there's some kind of like magic or mysticism going on where like they can come in and give people what they want including cheetah her powers wonder woman steve back and then i'm guessing he's going to vanish at the end heartbreakingly so so i think that's some explanation it's also got one of my favorite bits in movies of uh like like your your pickle movie or whatever like you've been transported 60 years into the future now you got to try and figure out like what's going on you know right. it comes out with the fanny pack like i thought that was just like a really fun introduction to to him i think patty jenkins does an incredible job of like capturing like the essence of of wonder woman in these films and and the cg is flawless and looks yep. great so i'm very excited it looks great this. that is a great trailer i care yeah i care this is one of the things that dc does well i think we'll see yeah i care 100 <laughs> percent. sorry uh, sorry speaking of pedro pascal oh transitioning pedro pascal to pedro pascal Yes, that was very slick. Pedro Pascal to play Pedro a Pascal. Nick Cage superfan in an upcoming film starring Nick Cage playing Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Okay, haven't heard of this. Sounds horrible. What's it called? I don't even... Nick Cage, probably. I bet it's called Nick Cage. It's going to be unbearable. Yeah. I don't think Nick Cage has made a good movie in a while. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm getting nothing. What are those ones where he's like steals the Declaration of Independence and it's not a National good movie? National Treasure. It's not a good movie and it would be better without him, but it's still very entertaining. Well, for you, you enjoyed it. Did you? 
Yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> I thought the first one was good. Yeah. I liked the first one. Yeah, I did too. Don't care. Don't. All right. Uh, J.C. Shandor, is that right? Yeah. yeah J.C. Yeah. Shandor to direct Craven the Hunter. All right. So this is back trying to build out those Sony bad guys for, for Spider-Man. Mm. So J.C. Shandor, never heard of him except for I did watch that kind of below average Triple Frontier movie that went to Netflix. Remember that? Yeah, Where that they, like, was Ben on... Affleck and Charlie yeah. Hunnam. And, yeah. So he directed that. And so now he's going to direct this. Craven the Hunter is like, he's... It's a Marvel guy, isn't it, actually? No, this is a... Is this a Marvel movie? Oh, shit. Yeah. No, it's got to be Sony. Yeah, it's... Okay. Yes, it's Sony, but he's a Marvel character. He's like a hunter from Africa that's like always causing troubles trying to fight Black Panther, and he's kind of a villain. Like, he's a Spider-Man villain, too. Okay. He, like, wears furs, and he has, like, hunting tools, and I just don't see it being that cool. All right. Don't care, don't probably. Care. I mean, I don't care. I, I'm interested. I'm I'm listening, and I need to see more, but again, we don't trust Sony, and we shouldn't. Right. Don't care. Moving on. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? Previously on X-Men. <laughs> so good. Why wow. love that intro. One wow. of the greatest intro songs of all time. And then it's going through all of the all of the X-Men with their little like um what do you call those? Each get their little, it's like a little pin montage. Up title card. It's um can't remember the name moving on yeah wow love that song love that intro love that show x-men the animated series which was on fox i believe yes like in the mornings 95 92 yeah, yeah, yeah. 90 whatever wow oh, it was in the 80s man for me what was it? a great show and it is coming back yeah it was on fox at like 10 a.m on saturdays yes and wow. i did nothing from 10 a.m to 11 a.m every saturday while that was on that's beautiful Oh. I have been watching it with my kids because it's on uh, Disney Plus. It is. And it's a little dated, but it still looks good. And my kids are kind of into it. I'm surprised. And Gambit's there. And I love Gambit. Gambit's oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, I got the cards. Come on, honey. He's just always like grabbing chicks' asses, which is not appropriate, but he's such a <laughs> slime ball. And we were like, he's so cool. That's exactly That's why it's outdated. All right, guys. Um, do I care? Yeah. Will I watch it? Maybe. You won't watch it. I probably won't. <laughs> you probably turn it on for the theme song, and then yeah. they'll have changed it in some way that bothers you. <laughs> so is it going to be animated in the in the way that like um, the new Star Wars stuff is animated, computer animated? Yeah. Or well, is it going to be like everything is kind of computer animated, Spider-verse. but is it going to look like it's hand drawn or not? I guess is the question. Yeah. I think it will probably be a hand drawn look to kind of throw it back, but it might be Clone Wars. I Curious don't know. to see. Yeah. All right, moving on, guys. Gucci film, which I don't know what it is, but it's by Ridley Scott. Okay. It's called Gucci. And I'm just letting you know because the cast sounds great. Adam Driver. Yep. Jared Check. Leto. Uh, Al Pacino. Yep. Robert De Niro. Huge. Huge. So they're going to do a Ridley Scott movie. Yes. Called Gucci? Yes. Is it about the life of whoever the hell Gucci is? Kevin uh, Kevin Gucci? Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. Kevin and Steve Gucci, the Gucci brothers? <laughs> it, just based on the pictures of them, it looked like it was going to be some kind of mob film, but okay. I have no idea what it's Mob called. movies, I'm instantly a little bit bored just like watching a trailer. It's a period piece. There's going to be a lot of like slow, smoky conversations, and then like 
a couple spurts of violence and then and that was why that was why i think the departed worked because they're when they had those conversations it ended with a fight yeah, yeah, like yeah. someone getting their head slammed against and super the bar surprising top. moments. Yeah. I mean, I love that movie. That's great. I guess that is a mob movie. I, the fact is, I do like a lot of lot mob movies. I'm just not usually excited about them until I hear it's like really great, and then I'll yeah, watch it for sure. All right, speed round five more Exorcist reboot coming 2021. Do you guys care at all? No, no. We just watched the original. It's so fucking scary. Still, don't care. Won't watch that. Space Jam Two uniforms drop. They're a little wild. People all are claiming that they love the super boring ones from the 90s over these ones that are a little too much. Uh, it's funny because the new ones look like they're from the, the 90s, and these ones look Agreed. like they're from now. Agreed. It looked now. like a Taco yeah. Bell napkin like yeah. from back in the day. Do you care? Are you excited about this movie? Um, Not really. No, I don't care. I don't it was care. fun to put up on a story, and people voted. to the, the old one was much better, they said. Fargo coming out September 27th. That's just great news. Is that season four? Season four. Can't season wait. three was great. Favorite show. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Bunch of people. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Kevin Hart and Will Smith are going to be in a reboot of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Boo. How they're going to tarnish a perfect film like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I don't, I don't know. It's tarnishing it. I, I don't care. It's going like, to be horrible. It's going to be bad. I don't, I don't watch Kevin Hart movies. I just want to know... Um, why the rock turned it down <laughs> he's doing black adam dude and then finally stranger things 4 will not be the final season oh okay so they announced that they announced that it will not be the final season we don't know what will i am going i, I think i heard one place that they're planning on it being seven seasons Oof, that's too long seems too long five sounds perfect five sounds great i like five maybe six but i, I don't know, know. I was, I, it's, by the time they're on their sixth season i'm gonna be like dude these poor fucking kids now yeah. they've no childhood. All they've done is horrible, scary stuff. They're the literally going to be in therapy until they're fifty. Yeah, you know, what even I mean? if they like, live. Yeah, I just let's give them a break. Two more seasons, we're good. Yeah. All right, moving on to hot Rex. Hold on, yeah. real, sorry, real quick. Oh, sorry. One thing we forgot to mention in the in the warm up, but prior to recording was James Gunn's behind the scenes look oh, at the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that trailer. I watched it. It was cool. It was like a little featurette. Dude. It has me kind of hyped. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Which is crazy to say. To say Considering like, how bad the first one was, I think this one is going to be like Guardians of the DC world. Um, except the characters are goofy. Like some of the, like Shark Man and, you know, whatever. You know, like, that's true. But wouldn't it, I didn't know anything about the Guardians before James Gunn did Guardians 1. And I would have been like, wait, there's a living tree? And there's true. a... You know, there's a, a but you had you had faith in, you had faith in Marvel that they knew what they were doing at the same time. So that, that's a little bit. I don't know if I different. did it as much at that point. It was it's a while ago. Okay, fair enough. I was like, this looks really stupid. Well, anyway, um, if you get a chance, there's a it's like a, a character intro. They kind of give you a, a quick montage of who's going to be in it, like the who's who of the of the main characters, um, and then James Gunn talking about stuff and how this is his biggest film he's ever done, the most fun he's ever had making a film. And so, kind of got me excited. I mean, of course, he's going to say that stuff. Not like, oh, this movie was just a pain <laughs> in the ass. I can't believe I had to do this. But um, I'm, I'm pretty excited. So, I wanted to mention that because I forgot. So It's got a pretty cool cast. It'll be fun. I wonder if it's going to be an R-rated movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think so. All right, anyway. guys. Moving on to Hot Rex. I'm going to start with just two little tiny Rex. I'm going to go through really fast so we can really get focused on a couple on, of very on exciting things. big things um i watched a documentary called tread on okay. netflix it was so wild 
Um, it might have been a little too long, like every documentary on Netflix. They're, they're all two episodes too long. But this was only, uh, it was a movie. It was about 90 minutes. Oh, okay. And it was... So still too long? Yeah, 60 minutes would have been incredible. All right. It was about this guy. Just let me give you the, the story, and then you can decide if you want to watch it. Okay. It's about this guy. He's in the military. He's an amazing welder. He makes all this money, and he's one of those weird people who like never spends money and has a huge bank account, but never pretends like they have money. Okay. So he does that and he he goes on vacation to this small town in Colorado. He decides the land is cheap so he buys a house and a cabin there. And then he gets his own muffler shop, but in the process he pisses off these long-time powerful families from this area. So they like make it impossible on his business and make him lose all this money. So he like goes insane and he welds himself. Like what are those road machineries or like or like it's like a. It's got I the big this. lift on the front where it lifts dirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he welded it in. A, yeah, that's right. front end loader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he rampaged on this town. He, he builds. He boxes himself in with steel and then cement and then more steel and then he goes crazy and like destroys the town. I won't say anything else. You need to watch it. It was freaking crazy. <laughs> Do you it was remember this? Right? No, you don't remember this? Uh-uh. It was, so it was what like. 15 20 years ago yeah it was like international news and it was like the number one news story for like eight hours well, they but couldn't then, stop him but then ronald like, reagan died and so then it just like got forgotten about but he goes on an absolute rampage i am not telling you it's great but it was entertaining so if next time you're bored on netflix tread check it out also the guy's a legend i mean it's really bad he's not a good person they killed him but it's pretty it's wild finally but they couldn't kill him because he was all <laughs> boxed up they were like throwing grenades at him and he just still taking out buildings you need people just need to check it out what it was the that fuck crazy. yeah you need to see this the video is Ton, amazing i'm watching and there's it, a I'm lot of video because they had all these helicopters tons circling of footage and, stuff. and it's it's really slow yes like like literally the police are walking next to it but it has guns sticking out all the sides too <laughs> okay I, I think i'm sold um then, i need to hear more about that then i also watched a movie called everybody's everything which was recommended by the newest member of the northeast network network, network. my brother adam he demanded that i watch this yeah and it was a little peep documentary also on netflix oh Lil that peep one was a rapper jim you said you watched i watched this. it a long time ago. he was like a teen rapper got really famous and he's like of, a little white kid face yeah. tattoos very emo dies a pretty tragic death so well i mean it is tragic i just think like i don't think he is that special i think the most special thing about him is that he died i'm sorry yeah but then th- that's what people would say about you know mm. all sorts of mu- musicians who died too soon mm. maybe <laughs> i think he was just kind of an asshole dude i don't know i'm sorry he's dead Sorry for Lil Peep fans. I think people should check it out. It was pretty good. It was it was sad. It though. was very sad. Um, all right, Barter, you watched I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah. Okay, so I'll be quick with this one. This is uh, for all you true crimers out there. Ooh. This was um, Patton Oswalt's wife, <sighs> Michelle. Sorry, I just forgot her last name. That's all right. And I don't have my phone with me. Um, Michelle, doesn't matter. Patton Oswalt's wife. Michelle McNamara. McNamara. Thank you. She um, got into like true crime and started following this like extremely famous case called the, the East Side Rapist out in California. And then the Golden State Killer, like he, he, he all these nicknames. And basically she was the one that was doing all of this research, um, working on all these cold cases with all these survivors and was writing a book 
um, was kind of doing uh, interviews, uh, writing for um, big publications in, in New York about like trying to find this guy because he was like operating in California for like 30 years, uncaught, would do like the, the most, like the weirdest stuff. Like he would um, go into like couples' houses, tie um, the wife up, and then tie the husband up, and then put plates from the kitchen on the back of the husband so that if he moved or turned over, the plates would fall off. And then he, he said, if you, if I hear these hit the ground, I'm going to kill both of you. Oh or my something. God. I mean, this guy was like really f- fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's six, it's six episodes. Crazy. Um, they're about 50 minutes each. Um, Pat and Oswald's in it a lot. Like, you know, talking about, I mean, his wife, uh, died. Yeah. She you know, died. I remember that uh, from, um, from like an I overdose. She was like a famous bestselling author too. Yep. And so, um, it's kind of about, her journey in, in helping discover this. And then like also this guy, I think he just got sentenced he did yeah, yesterday. Like, like yeah. she helped get him caught. I mean, without Literally. her, he wouldn't have been caught. It's and crazy. all of the like stuff that she had to go through to like, just get some of these old files and stuff is, is kind of a wild journey. So um, I think it's worth the watch. Uh, my wife read the book and thought it was great. Um, and it's mostly from her perspective because she finished it most of the way. Um, the interviews with Pat and Oswald are like, heartbreaking yeah. and, and painful he's a he did a stand-up recently he got married again he's happy he's like moving he, you know i watched the one he did like maybe five months after she died oh. and it was very hard to watch but you kind of grieved with him through it yeah. and then he did another one just maybe a few months ago that was like okay you know i'm i'm moving on and whatever it's it's kind of a beautiful yeah thing. so it's a it's a great if, if you're into true crime um this isn't like um uh, making a murderer or anything like that. I mean, it does talk about the crimes, but it's also about like what Michelle had to go through to get to the point that it yeah. did. So it's kind of both. So it's really interesting. And and what's I, it called again? I'll be gone in the dark. Beautiful. Which is uh, it's something that the guy said to some of the people that oh, some of the creepy. victims. So anyway, it's a good one. All right, all right, guys. Uh, next up, the the big wreck of the week. This is exciting. We've been waiting for a show, and we got one. Did I you think. just? Is that a new segment? Wreck of the week. It Maybe just, this it is just sort of organically happened. This is the wreck. This is the wreck. This is Lovecraft Country on HBO. Dang! Wow! It was big. I thought this was one of the best um, what pilot episodes mm-hmm. of TV that I've ever watched. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really, really excellent. Like the budget is crazy. The actors are mostly kind of like unknown really really great black actors like it's almost all black cast the the three of them who are on this journey together yep um i know there's going to be other big characters as well but you really saw them and got to know the three of them um it's the main guy i don't know any of their names yeah we don't know the uncle and this girl love interest girl who's pretty badass on her own right oh the three of them were so perfectly cast and so amazing together the chemistry that they had in episode one even had me completely hooked now i will tell you the show gets off to a bit of a slow start yeah i think it's it it kind of world builds a little well it gets off to like a really crazy opening scene very and that turns out to be some kind of dream which may have some basis in reality we don't know yet just started yes but then it definitely takes a step back it builds up these people's lives kind of in the south as as you know black people trying to just make their way in a world that uh, is set against them. I mean, the racism is is a huge, huge part of this. It is dripping from the screen. Yes. And it's, as a white person, makes me 
feel shame and like uncomfortability like because of the way that these people are treated yeah it made me parallels to modern day which is the worst part about it agree it made me feel fear um i thought that the racism was so scary and so intense um that as the show got went off the tracks and got crazier i was still left worrying about the racism yeah like it, it was so crazy um they're on this journey to a weird township in was it Massachusetts? Massachusetts that was like not on the map, and um, he's obsessed with the writings of Lovecraft, who is uh, a famous novelist who um, is famous for like the origins of horror writing. Yeah, but is like a known it's like a horror sci-fi guy with, and he kind of he kind of majors in like existential dread of like you know, what is out there in the dark and just big, you know, sometimes his creatures are huge and can take over a world. Sometimes they're small and they'll infect you, but it's just, it's kind of like this building dread. And the show had like a lot of fun, I think, with the monsters and they looked great. Didn't you think it looked like a movie? Is is Lovecraft a real person? Yes. So in real life, Lovecraft is a known racist too. Oh, he is? Yeah, he was very racist and very extreme in in his racist beliefs. And so I do think that is kind of what this show is about. He writes these stories for these white heroes to go on these crazy adventures. And then they come across the the craziest, scariest threats of these different monsters, right? Mm -hmm. And so this black character is obsessed with the writings of this guy who's incredibly racist. What a way to take something and turn it on its head. Yeah. And, and use it in the complete opposite intent for which he had had written it for. So is is this Lovecraft Country uh, a a book or book series? No, I don't think so. I think it's an original show, right? Yeah. And so like just to to talk about the show itself, um, like Eric said, it has a little bit of a lull as you're kind of learning about the characters and their place in the world. And then all of a sudden (laughs) they go into a diner. And then from then on, buckle up. Yeah. Because shit goes haywire. I mean, the scene with the sheriff's officer is one of the most painful things I've ever had to watch on TV. Yeah. I also thought it was one of the best done scenes on television Agreed. that I've watched in some time. Agree. The the amount of tension they were able to build with very little actually happening, just with their own fear, with the changing of the cameras with the you know they just created this feeling of you know this is was a a true life and death emergency and i felt it at home watching it yeah i have figured out this entire show okay do you want me to tell you now or should i save it for next week let's hear it save you gotta get it on tape man save it save it let's watch one more episode one more okay i'm not gonna change this take though I just don't want to ruin it for the people who haven't yeah, started uh, watching. I was say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah might, leave it, leave it, leave it. So let's get people to watch it, dude. It, the The show is a big budget. It's really well done. It's it's like lighthearted sometimes, but very serious other times. I think it kind of has it all. Yeah, there's a few publications like The Ringer even kind of questioned whether or not Jordan Peele is is good at communicating his ideas on screen. I was like, uh, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, because everyone else seems to love it. Like they didn't like it that much. It's getting like rave reviews. Yeah. The Ringer had an, had an episode of like Jordan Peele's ability, like his ideas are better than his execution, essentially. Huh. Well, dude, I'm excited. I wish it was dropped so I could binge the whole thing, but it's 
what is this HBO Max? HBO Max. I don't know if there's a difference. Anymore, I think HBO Max is just HBO. It's HBO. So this is an HBO show. Uh, first episode just came out on Sunday. Last Sunday, I guess. So I think for HBO cable subscribers, you get it. But HBO Max is their new like mobile app yeah. or or uh, you know iPad app uh, device app. So right. that's just what you subscribe to instead of HBO Go or HBO Now or any of that stuff. They cleaned so, all that up. Yeah. So, dude, this is like title belt. Can we agree? I mean, this is in contention for show of the year without even without e- thinking yeah, just, about just it. Just off the first episode. So. Now they better not the night of us, oh, because God. if it gets worse from here, and and friend of the pod Tony Balster always has good points. Like long form horror doesn't always necessarily work. And so, I think this is a little bit more of long form mystery. Like, okay, like they are trying to solve these very strange happenings. So, in that way, it's a little Stranger Things, right? Where it's like Stranger Things, if it was only trying to scare you and that's all it had to offer, yeah, they could not have had a show. I thought it was the level of scary of Stranger Things. Yeah, I think so too. But way more. Like the violent, the, I mean, the really gore, scary the gore, gore was was on another level. Okay, yeah. so so let it me give great. you just one piece of my take. Then, okay, the only thing I will say is that it's a show about monsters and monsters in the dark and forces that are you know so terrifying. Yet the real villains seem to be the police, the people who are installed into power, the people who are enforcing Jim Crow laws, yep. the so, racism, the hatred was the real scary villain to me. The, the the police officer was twice as scary as the monsters were to me. Right. And I think that is the genius of this show. Yeah, and it, it's definitely got some like uh, Watchmen overtones oh, in that. Yep. And it's it's a, a brilliant segue from the Watchmen to this to, to continue talking about these very topical issues in very open and honest and candid and at times extremely terrifying ways. All right, so uh, let's move on to Better Late Than Never. Um, Barter, you watched The Wire. How excited Ooh. are you about The Wire? Well, I watched two uh, seasons of there The Wire. There are people listening right now that have been pushing us to watch The Wire. And, and why haven't we watched it? And how do you even consider yourselves a real fucking podcast if you haven't seen it? So, Ryan, I just want to thank you. Okay, so <clears throat> I know you've tr- you said you've tried to watch it a few times. And, I've watched and like six episodes, maybe eight episodes, and then I dropped it and picked it back up. It's just I haven't done. Like, I haven't gotten in yet. So this is a this is like a combination of I don't know if you guys watched The Shield back in the day, or maybe even like NYPD Blue with a little bit of like Law and Order sprinkled in. Except like this is more about policing from a detective standpoint. Right. This isn't about like shoot 'em ups. And this is about all of the like red tape and the creativity that detectives and DAs and um, working with other agencies and being crippled within your own units. And you got idiots, you know, working for you and people make mistakes and like the bad guys are smarter than you and they know what you're trying to do and they're they're thwarting you at every turn Um and how you sort of like breach that with like new technology and, and you know, it's obviously called the wire. So that's, it's a lot about like wiretaps, mm-hmm. about like getting into people's phones and then using that as a way to like make your tree bigger to, to collect different people. And like the, the detectives and the characters are all very flawed and kind of, it, it's got a little bit of like that true detective season three where you're just like, are they just not good at their job? And so they like, gotta like constantly, you know, try and cover their ass. And, 
Um, I think it's really entertaining. Like I, I find the minutia of the detective work appealing for whatever reason. And that might not be to every crowd. I think David Simon does a really good job with like the sound editing, like you, like every walk on like a piece of gravel, like you hear like perfectly. And, um, he, he's bringing in like new characters, like every season that, that are going to get caught, you know, eventually like you can kind of feel it or they're going to just sneak through. Um, I think it's like unbelievably cool. Like Idris Elba as Stringer Bell yeah, is a phenomenal character. Like he is an awesome like like the way he portrays him is fantastic like and there, there's a million other uh, people you can you can talk to but it's I, crazy I really enjoyed the show a lot of the actors are english yeah and they're doing like these amazing like like you um, know american new, new york accents yeah yeah, yeah. Like east coast accents it was i mean it was it's a good show i recognize that it's something that i should have stuck with i think but maybe i'll maybe i'll give it a go now that it, ryan you've inspired me it's a little bit it it feels a little bit tedious, mm-hmm. and I get that's probably the the biggest that's complaint. Probably what wore on me a little bit. Well, yeah. because like you're not going to get the like kick down the door, you know, six hundred bullets flying at the same time. Like this isn't like you know True Detective episode four where you know there's going to be a big shootout. Yeah, kind of thing. Like I mean, it, there's like an episode of them trying to crack like a pager code. They're like, what does this mean? And then they figure it out, and it's like, oh my god, now we know. Um, kind of like what these people's whereabouts are going to be. I love all the scenes where they're sort of in the crack stacks and the, the like all the, like the, the drug dealers and stuff are kind of sitting around and the hierarchy of that and the mentality of that. And I mean, it's, it's a damn good show. It is. I know that it's good. It just didn't stick. I did not stick with it. Yeah. I think, I think you have to like, if you have a little bit more of an understanding of what it's trying to do, like we've watched true detective and breaking bads. And like, so I think when you're thinking of a police detective show, that's maybe kind of where you're going. Like you're thinking like from Hank's perspective or you're thinking um, like Matt McConaughey as Russ and Russ Cole. Like, like that's right. what I want, but this is very different. This is a, this is a way different take. Uh, but also like talks about like the real, like what's happening in like Baltimore and Maryland and the shit's fucked up. So yeah. um, I think it's a really well told story if a bit slow. Okay. All right, guys. Do you know what time it is? Um, I'm excited. I bet you're going to tell us. Wow, this was not the song I was expecting. It is now <laughs> time for the Fellowship of the Rewatch. Watch, 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 watch. And today we are going to break down the final movie in this series, The Return of the King. What the hell song did you pick? The song called The Return of the King. Oh, oh Jesus! That would make sense. I yeah. mean, it was just like just a, not quite as iconic. Just a lead as, violinist, like holding I, one I, I note just for ten seconds. I just <laughs> don't know the music of Lord of the Rings, and like everything I've heard of in Lord of the Rings is there's a song named after it. Right. So I was, was just like, well, the movie's called Return of the King. It must be a good song. Um, so the Fellowship of the Rewatch, Return of the King. Um, we're only about twenty six hours into the movies at the point that we start this. Uh, what? Where would you guys put this movie before we even break it down at all? Where would you guys put this movie in the in the three? That's an interesting question. Yeah, and well, I have my answer. And Jimbo and I kind of talked about this before you got over here. Was, yeah. was I got them ranked? How do you how do you rank them? And I actually, I'm gonna go three, two, one, in that order. We have all different. Orders. We all have different ones because I go three, one, two. I go two, three, one. 
Wow. That's... You like the two towers the best? Yeah, the fight scene in the two towers um, was the most electric moment of the entire thing. Uh mm. Maybe, yeah. The preparation for it, the the build up was the definitely build up like for it was incredible. The uh, the surprise with um, what were they called? Gondor, who showed up? Or? Rohan, right? Rohan, yeah. Rohan showed up. No, Gondor. I, I, I watched all this shit and I still can't. Rohan was in. Didn't they retreat into the thing? Yeah, they they retreated into Helm's Deep. And then, yeah. and then the other soldiers showed up with uh, Gandalf the White. Okay. I don't know where they were No, from. They were, it was the Rohirrim, because uh, Aomer was with Gandalf. He was right next to him when they were riding down the hill. Just, I'm you got to defer it. to Ryan. I'm this. going with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really enjoyed this movie as well. Um, the fight scene was a little hectic for me. Which is the fight scene, like um, the, the battle the at the end. The huge battle that was like half the movie Yeah, um, was a little too hectic. I mean, there was literally green ghosts everywhere. Um, yeah, but that was such a small part. There was that giant was like the, elephants. Was, yeah, they're oliphants. Oliphants. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ele- the, elephants. The, there was just, it was, it was really wild. And I'm not saying it was bad. Um, Did you just have a little more trouble tracking... The, like the battle and who's winning and who's not. Yeah, it was just really, really, really. There was a really lot of wild. groups represented. Can you imagine if the trees showed up too? Oh, I'm glad. Thank they God. Didn't. I'm so well, they sorry. were managing Isengard. There you go. They were keeping an eye on Saruman. Um, Saruman, what happened? Off screen death. Him? Can you explain this, Ryan? No, he's he's just kept prisoner in Isengard. Hmm. And he's what? lost. He's lost all his power. Hmm. But they never showed him. Yeah. Why wouldn't they give him like a final scene? So, okay. So what they did was like in the books. The, there, there were some things that, that happened in book two that were in the third film, and then there were some things that happened in book three that they pulled into the second film. Okay. Because this, I, I believe I'm remembering this correctly, that that sacking of Isengard didn't happen until the third book, and then uh-huh. Frodo with the spider happened in the second book. So they, okay. they, they move some things around a little bit. So I think they I think it may have just been like timing and the third movie was already so long that they didn't need to have another Saruman scene. Like they had Treebeard sort of do Say. a little exposition. Like we'll keep an eye on him and he's going to be in his tower and he has no no power anymore. Okay. So um, that was it. I think the, the, the third movie did a really cool job of like making it so that when the good guys like overcame an obstacle there was immediately another one that they had to overcome. Right. And like how daunting of a, of an exercise it was for them to just merely survive, survive the night essentially. And it was kind of, it was like, I forgot how all of that, like just kept snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. And then you have like, even the, the guy that's the steward of Gondor, like loses his fucking mind. Right. And he's trying to burn his kid alive. So, I liked all that part. Yeah. See, uh, for me, the the drama with the random characters, like that guy, right? That kind of evil king, Denethor. I liked all that much better than the stuff that they were putting forward in the second movie, which I sort of thought was just an excuse to split characters up a little bit, move them around the board, and then have like a, a giant cool battle, and that was great. But for for me, Return of the King like hit all these emotional mo- moments, like some resolution here, a big climax for this character here. And it didn't seem like it was sort of just like, let's get let's get there. Let's get there. Yeah. Um, I will say this. The movie has officially six endings. 
It does. I kept thinking like one for every Emmy. Wow. Or one for every Golden Globe. <laughs> well, dude, they won everything, man. They best or sorry, best, best sorry. picture winner. Yeah, sorry, Jesus Christ, um, I blew that joke twice. So I loved it. It just sort of like, wow, that was a really nice. Oh no, they're okay. They're fading in on something else. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, oh shit. Here we go again. We're gonna now. They're gonna. F- By the way, can you just please explain to me? What is that elf ship and what does leaving Middle Earth mean? And did they all just go die? I was like, that's a very strange ending, horrible, but I'm sure that's from the book. Horrible ending. No, I didn't hate that. Cause then they but then you think it's over again. They go back to Sam and the Shires. You're like, oh my God, we get another one. I think so I don't necessarily know. I didn't read um beyond there there are uh, books that explain what the elven world is that they're going to. Okay. I think Middle Earth would be like if you're thinking of like Westeros. And then there are other, they call them the undying lands. Mm. And it's, You don't have to be elvish to go there. But you probably have no, to go with elves but you to get still, there. You still carry your more mortality with you, but the elves don't. Like, so they can still go there and live uh, you know, long lives or whatever. Okay. Um, but they were afraid that if you know, this happened again, that the elvish line would be exterminated. Mm. And they just wanted to go live outside of the world of men to be safe. Got it. Which it very decision. much was like, okay, now we're at the world of men. Men have won, although I'm not sure they deserved it because almost all the men except for Aragorn were douchebags. Yeah. So I think, um, and that's, that's part of Tolkien's message, right? Of how corrupt, you know, people are yeah. um, for the most part um, without pure qualities. So, um, and then I think because if Elrond leaves and all of the elves leave, then that makes... Um, any elves that stay then mortal, and so then they don't get to have like the the long life or whatever. Okay, it's like and a so hive mind situation. So that's why they that's why they wanted Aowen or um nope, Liv Tyler. Whatever. Yep. Um, Arwen. Arwen. They wanted yeah. Arwen to go with because if she stayed behind, then she was going to have a life just like a human, and she was going to die. And so which she chose, which is very romantic, right? Um, yeah. I'll say one thing about this movie, too, that I really liked. I felt like they really nailed Gollum in this more. Like, Gollum annoyed the fuck out of me in the second movie. He was was way overacted over the top. He looked like he was just dropped into the scenes. The CG wasn't great. I think the CG was better in this. They used him more sparingly. And in moments where he actually, like, was going to have some kind of conflict. It seemed like there was a reason for him to be there besides, like, dude, look at this crazy mocap thing we invented. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I thought his role in this was great and how conflicted he was um, and how conflicted um, Frodo, was his name Frodo? Yeah. Yeah, Frodo was um, about him and keeping him around and, you know, how he didn't want him to hurt, but his death was perfect. Yeah. Loved his death so much. Um, Frodo is the worst part of this whole trilogy. Like he's okay. he's pretty unbearable. He's, he's pretty one note with the acting. He's pretty unbearable. And Sam though. Oh, Sam's maybe the best. Who gets Sam the, is, who gets the MVP though for you guys? Sam. 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 Best part of the whole thing. Sam or Aragorn? I'd go for me, but I'm gonna go Sam. Aragorn doesn't want it. I actually, you guys, I won't say like a tear rolled, but it welled up. It welled up on the verge of rolling when everybody bowed to the four hobbits yeah that was that got me that, that was a wonderful moment that was more of a, a chilling moment for me that was sort of like in star wars uh, a new hope right when they're doing the little march 
down but didn't the, they deserve? I mean, down the temple, and then everyone kind of turns yeah. for these like three, you know, folks, and and like it's just one of those moments where you're like, after all this time, I really like, especially when it came from Aragorn, it was right. like you bow to no one. Yeah, and then everyone's like, shit, are we supposed to get on a knee? Oh yeah, he's doing it. okay. Everybody, gets <laughs> I I would say that my only issue was um, many people died, and many were harmed. And the battle was nearly lost numerous times because of the two stupid-ass hobbits messing everything up. Again? Just throughout the whole thing? Throughout the whole thing. And in this one, I don't he think was Pippin like, did anything wrong. The one guy was like, I'm going to go steal Gandalf's... Okay, this was bad. Let me just give you my, my one rip on the movie. So it's called a okay. Palantia? The uh, ball? The crystal ball. He yeah. goes and grabs it in his sleep because he wants to see it one more time. This is terrible storytelling. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So what happened was that he is, um, he's got like, uh, if you want to call it, I'm trying to think of a Harry Potter term. So once he touched it in the water, when he didn't know what it was, Saruman had, or or Sauron had infected his mind. Yeah. And so he had like poisoned his mind that he needed to see in this because he, uh, Sauron wanted to see where they were and what they were doing. And so when he, when he picked it up out of the water the first time, Saruman like implanted in his head that he needs to see it again. And so that was the only reason he did it. It wasn't like because he's stupid. It's because Saruman was like forcing his hand to do that. No, I get it. I'm not saying that the character did anything wrong. I'm saying it was just poor writing that they were like, okay, um, so this thing is in his mind so that he has to go grab this crystal ball. And then when he does, Saruman or Sauron shows up and is there and sees where they are. But also he sees his plans. And then now they have more of an idea of what he wants to do. I was like, that was a little weird. I, I agree. I was like, come on. That oh, was, it was like supposed to be this, this bad thing. And then it was like, actually, now it's helpful. Now it's a good thing. Thank you. You yeah. did it. It's a favor. It's just like <laughs> they, nothing harmed them. And it. it was just weird writing there. What's your favorite group? out of it like say the good guy group or even the orcs is it like rohan is it the elves is it the hobbits is it the the trees probably it's not the tree is people for sure your favorite yeah no, you're I'm full kidding. Of shit. um i just liked uh the the two main badasses um legolas, legolas yeah. and gimli no 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 aragorn gimli aragorn. no love for gimli huh he's whatever but the the two of them were oh they were so good dude i was just continually so impressed by the makeup on the orcs the whole time i was like these this looks unbelievable it looks so real i mean you can't do that with cg it looked so good yeah a lot of a lot of practical effects yeah which is uh not done a lot these days but they i think they were they were forced to i think if they made it today oh it would be totally cg and you'd be able to tell it'd be gross and weird Yeah. yeah That's why they won like best costume every everything. Year. They yeah. won everything. All right, I think that the best thing that came out of this is my opinion of Lord of the Rings changed. So why don't you say what it was and what it is now? Um, my opinion of Lord of the Rings was that it was a super nerdy, boring, like '60s um, fantasy story with mostly boring and unlikable characters that was really confusing and only nerds liked and now okay all of that is still true but it (laughs) but it was great (laughs) it's all all of those things are true but it isn't boring that's the only part that wasn't true. it is what you thought it is it is everything i thought you loved it but i also thoroughly enjoyed it and for its flaws um 
I, you know, I, I spent my time over the last month kind of pointing out flaws of it. Um, but its flaws were just things that were later fixed by things that I love, like Harry Potter, like Game of Thrones, who literally just took a lot of the story and modernized it. And so... Um, I mean, the Horcruxes are ripped like straight out of Lord of the Rings. You could literally make a list for both of those, yeah. the show and the movie series um, from Lord of the Rings, and it's so similar. I mean, they literally, you could see that so much of their storytelling and their writing was directly influenced by the Lord of the Rings. Well, because mm-hmm. Tolkien was like the OG for this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, like maybe some of the stuff that you 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 thought was like silly, but they, they kept like true to the story in the movie. Um, if they could have rewritten it, maybe would have done it a little bit differently. But he wrote this in like, what, the 40s? Yeah, it's or if 50s? He, like, if he wrote this in 2010, 2015, it would be the best story we've ever heard. Yeah. It's just, it is a little dated in where it would go. And it, you know, it's, it's pretty safe. Um, but that also is just when it was written. It's not his fault. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really entertaining and really fun. Well, and then shouts to Peter Jackson for like the adaptation itself. Right, because this is, is it. difficult. Like just to manage all of this different stuff. I mean, they invented software, they did mocap, like all of these things that had never really been done before to any sort of aesthetic pleasing degree. Yeah, and they knocked it all out of the park. I definitely have a new appreciation for it. Um, I wish they had done a better job with the Hobbit movies, or just maybe made it one or two movies instead of three. Um, or not at all, or not at all. Yeah, yeah. but I mean. It is a big, important part of the story, too. Like, I mean, they talk about it a lot, what happened in the, the events of The Hobbit. Yeah. So it would be great if those lived up to these movies. I'm not even going to watch them. So, no, we're not. So we have so completed it, w- our Fellowship of the Rewatch. Yes. Now, I am going to just drop something on you guys, and I want you okay. to see if you think that this could be where we go next, okay? All oh right. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm going to pull a... Pull a this must be where we go next. You guys ready? I'm all in. I can't wait for our Harry Potter rewatch, starting with our probably 403rd episode. Something like that. Second, let's go. I solemnly swear that we will be up to no good with our rewatch of Harry Potter starting next week. Oh my god, it's gonna be so great! Wow, I've, I've, I've read three. all the books recently, so I can be that annoying Me guy. Me too. It'll be like you have two, yes. So yeah, watch along with us. We will watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and for all of our listeners overseas, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Thanks for including them. Can we just... Uh, there are some, by the way. We've got a handful. We can just skip Sorcerer's Stone, right? No. No, it's a banger I'm, movie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's better than the second movie. I think so. Yeah. I think the book is really good. Yeah. The Sorcerer's Stone book is right. really good. All right, guys. Hey, I'll, real quick, sorry. That was a lot of fun, doing the Lord of the Rings. Like it, it's a, it's a story that I I'm loved. So glad we did it, and I'm glad that you guys came around. Especially like Eric, I know you mentioned like a lot of times like oh, there's ghosts fighting men. What a dumb thing! But like in the movie, it actually worked, and I'm I'm glad that you came into it with an open mind and ended up liking it way more than you thought you would. Way more, <laughs> way more. I disliked it, and now I like it. I mean, it That's was great. that much. I mean, it it's was, it's a wreck for you, like for sure, yeah. for sure. It was a wreck. They're brilliant. I mean, These movies are brilliant all right guys so since it's our 400th episode we're going to do a special one time only game where we are going to rapid fire our 400 favorite movies of all time yeah 
Die we'll Hard. Go, we'll go real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're Terminator gonna, 2. We're going to um, move into uh, Nordy Straits. The Rock. <laughs> I bet yeah, we, Nordy Straits. Let's do it. I bet we could do it, to be honest with you, but it would just be hard to count It'd be painful. All. Yeah. I would just be listing like four. I, I don't think I could put them in order. Harry Potter, no. Harry Potter 2, Harry yeah. Potter 3, <laughs> Harry Potter right. 4, Harry Potter 5. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so Nordy Straits, we had tons of them this week. Thank you, guys. Um, if we don't get to yours this week, we will for sure in the next week or two. Um, first up, Waterbeds. Oh, okay. I'll go first. Uh, four. Wow. Wow. Four. But wow. Very I, low. Like number one. Like the like. I never had one, but I had a few friends that had one. So when you do like a sleepover, they would be like patting you down to make sure that you didn't have any sort of like sharp objects <laughs> on your body. Like, oh, <laughs> you've got metal on your short. Is strings? this the first time? Don't he's admitting... sleep with your keys. Don't even sit on the bed if you have keys in your. Is this yeah. the first time he's admitting out loud that he was patted down at sleepovers? <laughs> no, I mean well, they no. didn't. Quincy did <laughs> they, things a little different they, in Quincy. They didn't, and that, this was Hannibal actually. So even oh worse, this is in Missouri. Wow, um, the long and storied. But life, it was Ryan. always like, do you have anything in your pockets? Yeah, uh, take your socks off to make sure there's no sand. Like, and then you, and then if you turned over, it was like sitting on a boat. Like Eric, you know how the feeling of like out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and you're just like, I feel a little bit seasick. Hate that. I, I, I'm not a fan of waterbeds. I will never buy one. They don't even really exist anymore. No, I don't even think they make them. I think you'd have to. They turned out they were horrible for posture. They're horrible. They're uncomfortable. You can't move, and then you start swishing around. Waterbeds four. Okay, four. well, four is ridiculous because someone Crazy. could have asked us, sleeping on rocks. Yeah. And I'd be thinking about that. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 27. It is way too high. Well, look, man. I mean, there's worse things out there. And it, it, it was a fad. It was stupid. It was an 80s thing, right? Was it 80s or 70s? 80s. I don't know who came up with 80s, this. 90s. Someone on so much cocaine in a big, <laughs> big shoulders on their suit. That's who came up with this. It sucks. It's a 27. You guys have terrible takes. It didn't say owning a waterbed. It didn't say going and spending your money on a waterbed. It didn't say putting a waterbed in your bedroom. It's a waterbed. You went somewhere and you saw a waterbed, you would for sure be like, I'm getting on that. And yeah, probably for like a gig- second, but you can't sleep on it. You'd you probably can't giggle sleep. when you got on it. I'm giving waterbeds a 59. <sighs> That's what a the bad dumb, take. That's a that's the What's dumbest. What's one take? of your worst takes I've ever heard? Especially when you're like, "That's not what they said." It says waterbeds. It, says, so it just says waterbeds. Do I like waterbeds or not? That's the a, answer they, should be no. That's like if they were like, "Do you like water balloons?" And you're like, "If they're in your house, they could be problematic." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a stretch. I'm I mean, saying waterbeds. Fifty nine. Right. I don't know if I've ever got on a waterbed without letting out a little giggle. Um, I wouldn't want to own one myself. But if I would be pretty pumped if, if you had one. You'd be a lot of sleepovers? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pat you down first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Reese's Fast Break. Ooh, that's a sneaky I'm going to go first. Bar. Reese's Fast Break, one of the best candies okay, in the world. I'm going Reese's Fast Break, a 90. That's really strong. I mean, I love the Reese's brand, right? Like just the the way they do things. I'm not a Reese's Pieces guy. That's their only like knock Ugh, in my a, opinion. That's a miss. Yeah, that's a um, miss. But like any of the it's peanut, butter, the peanut butter cups, like it, all of those things are great. The fast break, uh, I agree with Eric. I'll go. I'm gonna go like 84. But it's really solid. 84 so is a good. really solid score. I like it because it's a very satisfying candy bar. It's got hearty things. Hearty things. Peanut butter, <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> nougat. It's got nuts, <laughs> nougat. I don't know. It has a lot of things. I don't um, think there's nuts. It's very mm. filling. There's no nuts. There's not? No. No. 
It's like a, it's like the Reese's Kit Kat like version. Oh, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm gonna go with a. Eighty-six, eighty-six. Mm-hmm. Split the difference, the basically. Fan. Yeah, yeah Reese's fast break. We love it. That's a good one. Okay, next up, sushi. Oh, sushi. sushi. Multiple people said sushi this week. <sighs> yeah, that's Sushi's crazy. Sushi's a winner. winner. So two people said sushi at least. So, like, okay, couple things. Like when you go to a place. Okay, when we used to be able to go to places. True. That, that was had cool. like the happy hour sushi, and you could get like the half price rolls. And even though they were like not the high end stuff. But you could get like a, a really solid like Philly roll. You could get a firecracker shrimp roll. You could get some good stuff, man. You get yeah. the the um, spicy green stuff. What's that called? Wasabi. You get the wasabi and the soy sauce, and you sure. get like you get like four or five rolls for like thirty bucks. Great deal. Couple beers. Yep. Like sushi happy hour is where I would love to live. My favorite is the caterpillar roll. Ooh, yes. Which has got. In most places, it's that's got, where they put the sushi thin sliced on top. Well, as well, right? Um, th- th- normally, the ones that I have are eel with the eel sauce okay. with the avocado on yes. top, and that is elite in my book. And I love. I'm gonna go sushi as a 91. So I'm gonna start with a 98 on sushi, but now I'm gonna subtract some points. Okay, so help me do the math. Minus five for expense. 93. Minus five for if you're already full when you get there it tastes gross you need to be very hungry to really yes. appreciate it so what am i at 88 okay 88 perfect love sushi i is one of the foods i don't crave foods very often i just eat fat shit all the time so there's no reason to crave it right but with sushi i'll be like dude it's been it's been you know a month and a half since yeah. i need since, some fucking since sushi. You've been to masu yeah masu one of my favorite places you get the big man japan listen to me Get the Big Man Japan, a huge 20-ounce Sapporo in a steel can that you cannot crush. Can't crush it. Plus a, a shot of chilled ginger-infused whiskey. Delicious. For seven or eight bucks. Mm-hmm. Great deal. deal. That plus like a couple rolls, and it is just a wonderful time in Northeast. I'm going to go Sushi 91. Sushi is the most craveable food that there is. Like you were saying, it's like when you eat sushi, um, it's just like uh, a vaccine. It puts a microchip in your body that makes you want. <laughs> that's, that's called that's called MSG. I did not see where that, that was going to come It puts play. a microchip in your body that makes you want sushi every six weeks. Fucking Bill Gates forever. Again? Bill Gates microchip in your body. Well, cryptocurrency, Pizzagate, and then <laughs> conversely, werewolves to, in the Senate. Conversely to that is when you haven't had sushi for a while and then you eat it, you're like, why don't we eat this more? Yeah. Why are we not? And then you're like, oh, it's expensive. It's expensive, which is is fine because I don't eat it. Right, I don't eat that much, and you want to spend a little bit of money. If it's cheap sushi, it's probably yeah, not really yeah, worth it. You guys it. Are, are wrong. It's not always expensive. It's either expensive or kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't do the Target like chilled food no. section. You know, I don't no, do that kind of sushi. No, 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 no. I get the good stuff. I'm not going to knock it again, but I will say that like I have spent a hundred dollars on sushi, and then been like two hours later, been like. Maybe we should swing through McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> that can happen. And that's just, if you understand that, you're good to go. All right, next up, wine. Wine's mm. great. Okay. Well, if you have a, some, I mean, I got to think about this a minute. I love wine. You do. You, you guys drink a lot I of love wine. wine. And I don't think, I think it is cost prohibitive. Like if you, if you wanted a, like a good glass of Cabernet and you go to a restaurant, it's going to be $11 yeah. for, yeah, for yeah. two ounces, which is preposterous. 
right? I mean, that's ridiculous. You're not getting a lot of bang for your buck there. Okay. Um, I'm not into the like the sommelier. I'm not looking for plum notes and all of that stuff. You're trying to get um, fucked up. That no, hobo but wine. like no, I'm, I'm, I like the I like the pairings with different foods, right? I I, I feel like it does it can enhance, um, but not in the sense of like, ooh, I'm really getting grapefruit and charcoal, you know? Like right. I, I don't give a shit about that stuff. So wine for me, uh, eighty eight. That's really high. Um, wine for me is a sixty three. I like it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, my favorite notes or flavors in wine is just wine. Um, it all kind of tastes the same to me, and I think it's silly when people pretend that it's that different. Um, it is a net positive. And yet we try, we've tried 400, no, 800 beers on this podcast. Yeah. And let's be real. No, I'm we're sorry. Like, this I'm is sorry. so different from every other beer we've had. I'm sorry. I was wrong. There are different types of wine. There's red wine and white wine. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, hazy IPAs and West Coast IPAs. I like wine. I don't need it ever. I am going to go with a 76. It's not what I would order at a restaurant or buy at the store. Um, I drink it at weddings every drop, and I always enjoy that. So we keep it on hand. We have wine in the house when we need it. I think it's impressive that there are people in the world that can drink a glass of wine and pinpoint exactly where it was from and the year it was made it I is think, crazy i think that's kind of cool there is like i mean you can get into it as much as you want i'm not gonna like rip on people that are very into wine it's actually pretty impressive um but it's to also me a, a cigar hoity. is a cigar wine is a wine and a beer could be 800 million different things to me yeah because that's what fair, i'm into fair enough all right uh next up we're going with the stone arch bridge that's pretty cool Stone Arch Bridge is is great. I like the Stone Arch Bridge. Cool area right by the Guthrie, not far away from U.S. Bank Stadium. There's some cool little food carts. You can go get some food. You can go get some boba tea. You can go get whatever they have at the time. You can go for a walk. You can go for a bike ride. You can walk down by the river. It's a nice little area. Stone Arch Bridge is a cool part of Minneapolis and a nice little place to go. I'm going to say Stone Arch Bridge 79. It's almost never been photographed. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this. It's a rare relic of Minneapolis. Like it's a hidden gem. Like nobody's ever taken the picture with the reflection off the water. Exactly. So yes. no, I think it's a it's an awesome landmark, and you know we kind of hold those very dear here. Um, I think it's a fine bridge as far as bridges go. Um, Sturdy. It's it hasn't, hasn't fallen down into the river, which collapsed. is <laughs> yeah puts it ahead of certain other bridges that uh, have come and gone. So I'll give it a seventy eight. I will go a 75. Uh, it's a wow. nice nice bridge. It's well, one of our best feel, bridges. We all feel the same. Yeah, right in there. Love it. Okay, next up, Raising Canes. Little one note for me, guys. Just a little one note <clears throat> never, for me. Never. You've never had, had Raising Canes? Raising Canes. They are so can I, they're can above I rate average it? chicken fingers. Can I rate it, it just as a, a neutral? Like, I, I, I have yeah. no opinion. No, you can just, just rate your idea of the company or the food or chicken fingers in general. Chicken fingers you in have general are pretty solid. I love Texas toast. I've heard you get Texas toast. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think Texas toast is kind of underrated. Coleslaw, you should Texas probably go. Fries. I think you'd actually really love it. Um, I'm going to go... Just based with no taste at all, <laughs> a 70. All right. I'm going to go with an 84. I it's love fast spot. food. It is tasty. You, there's no reason. It's not. This is not going to be your like uh, McDonald's or Taco Bell replacement because, I mean, at Taco Bell, you can get some different stuff at, at, you know, you can get nuggets or a cheeseburger at McDonald's. You can just get chicken there. Just chicken fingers. 
and they're good but like after like the third chicken finger they start to not taste that great you get a little weirded out by it i think and i don't know i mean their sauces are good too great sauce great fries coleslaw i was gonna say what's, what's what's the fry situation crinkle fries yeah, Ooh. that's a huge ding for me. Yeah, Jimbo does not. I like love crinkles. it when I just crack into that. It's a like bunch of unseasoned uh, soft potato. <laughs> crinkle, I love crinkles. It. Who doesn't love elite. unseasoned potato? Crinkle fries are so good. I wish someone would ask crinkle fries on here. Um, I'm gonna give raisin canes a ninety. Raisin that's... canes though is the kind of fast food that's like, like it should come with a disclaimer. Are you prepared to sit down for a little while <laughs> after you eat this? Yeah, because you're probably not gonna do too much. It's a well, lot. Plus, of food. it's like. They're not everywhere, so it's sort of a special occasion. So yeah. you're not going to go there and just get like the smallest meal. You get like the big meal, and then you sit down and feel like shit after. Sure. All right. You should go this week. All right. Uh, next up, candy corn. Oh, God. Uh, eight. That's what I was going to say. Trash candy. <laughs> I hate... I really don't like any candy that's just a generic form of sugar. Like, that's why I'm going to talk about like the fast break, right? It's got a lot of hearty mm. stuff going on. There's, this is just... There's layers. A melted sugar with flavor like a, a dye on it it's like an edible food. candle it's like an edible candle i'm gonna go That's with an good. eight as well okay candy well, that corn was... is sick it's trash i feel like every year i'm like maybe i do like candy corn let me try one piece and then i eat the piece and i'm like horrible choice and then somehow every year i'm like but what if i like those candy pumpkins those are much worse and they're way worse they actually it's it's the same thing but less of a hard texture oh it's so it's a big like mush texture yeah so horrible i hate it eight it's just terrible hopefully this year i'll be smart enough not to without scoring it i want to give you just an option to go circus peanuts or candy corn this is a side note circus peanuts i guess but just horrible choices okay i guess i'd go circus peanuts cyanide i don't know um I am with you. I'm going to go eight. Let's do a, a <laughs> wow. yes. I love that. community score because all of the takes are right. And actually, anyone that's listening to this, you can go Google Lewis Black. The comedian has a really good bit on candy corn, and I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Right. So Google the Lewis Black bit on candy corn because he's like, all the candy corn ever was made in 1930 or something like that. That's and funny. Let's like, let's let's actually pull that up between episodes. We'll we'll knock I that out. I'm I'm hoping it's still as funny as I remembered it was when I watched it 20 years ago. But I think it was. I think it held up pretty good. So nice. Yeah, candy corn's an eight. Eight across the board. I love it. Finally, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Jessica Simpson or the? Sh- are you talking about the show? The show. So I will hmm. go first because I love The Simpsons. I yes. think. Um, after the first three seasons, when it was kind of unwatchable and it was all about like, don't have a cow man and cowabunga dude and all that stuff. Yeah, it was all sorry, that was That was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But like, what was the... What was like, oh, eat my shorts. Eat my shorts and like all that stupid stuff. Like whatever. Homer wasn't good. But then it started to actually get like really funny. And they started to, to delve into like real life topics. And the show kind of like became a life of its own. It started from like a sketch on... Um, some random like uh, variety show and it's turned into this like billion dollar, you know, TV series. And I think um, some of the funniest um, like belly laughs I've ever had in cartoons have come from, from the Simpsons. Um, I think it's funnier than family guy, like in general, it's it's got a lot more longevity to it. Um, I love a lot of the characters like Hank Azaria and like, and there's like basically five people that do 98% of the voices, which is, um, kind of magical that, that they've been able to continue something like this that long. So for the Simpsons for me is like a 87. 
I am going to give it an 81. All the things you said are true. The only thing that doesn't apply to me is that I like have always loved the show. I seek it out. I've watched past seasons. None of that stuff is true for me. Like it's okay. There's periods in my life where I watched it. Periods where I haven't watched. It. I haven't watched a new uh, a Simpsons episode in years. Um, but it's it, it is brilliant and it's a huge cultural thing and all those things are true. So for me, eighty one. I'm gonna go with uh, seventy one. It's pretty low, dude. It's still a very positive score. It is. Um, it just it it hasn't been good in like a decade. That's I disagree. If you fair. haven't watched it in a decade, you can't say that. I didn't say I haven't watched it in a decade. It's just it's just it it used to be so great, and it just hasn't been as good. I don't. I'm sure their numbers are not very good. Um, but it is cool that they're still around. It is cool all the things that they predicted. It is cool that there is a Simpson ep- Simpsons, Simpsons episode for everything. It's like the South Park episode where the kid keeps popping up and saying Simpsons did it. Yeah, yeah. Because they've just done everything. Yeah, it's like um, you can't even make a show. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the Simpsons. I would say overall it's definitely a positive. Um, who is your favorite Simpsons character? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Homer is my favorite character. Um, but as far as like a non main character, I think Mo Mo Sislek yeah. is, is probably my my favorite character. My favorite character is Mr. Burns. I think I liked uh, Chief Wiggum. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, every Ralph, time he comes, pretty good funny too. as fuck. Me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they 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 wrote some good uh, lines for Ralph, but like he never he it's only like one liners here <laughs> yeah. and there. So, uh, all right, guys, that is all the time we have on this four hundredth episode of the Nordies podcast wow it feels so crazy to say that it's crazy that it's our last episode yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) until the next 400 uh, which starts next 401 which we record in three minutes yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and hanging with us for 400 episodes whether you're new or you've been with us since the very beginning we appreciate it and uh, we'll uh, try to keep giving you guys great content help spread the word this week for us we deserve it we earned it on 400 episodes if you haven't given us a wreck to some friends yet now would be a great time Um, But yeah, until later this week, we have some more episodes coming out. Thank you guys for listening to the Northeast Podcast.